Dominion Sonship Life. Welcome to Dominion Sonship Life. So good to have you come and join us again today and to, for both, for all of us, for not just both, but uh, for all of us, whether here or there, to incline our ears again to that which his word speaks to us. And um, what I have is, is a continuation from last Sunday's message, which, you know, it's been building up to it over the many weeks. And uh, like I shared last Sunday, uh, this is now I'm actually in the fourth year, just started the fourth year of Dominion Sonship. I just completed three years, March the 15th, since the first Sunday that we got together and recorded the message, and that message was titled The Soundness of Christ in Me. And um, and everything that the Lord lays in my heart it is to do with the sound of His Word, which is truly the voice of His Spirit. And so let's uh, continue from last Sunday. Last Sunday we spoke, we spoke on... Do I have my mic on? Perfect. Last Sunday, we spoke on walk in the ease of faith, which really came after a few weeks on spending and, 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 and dwelling and, and meditating verses to do with the very love of God, that God is love and He so loved us that while we we're yet sinners, He died for us. And so now that we are His, now that we are part of his kingdom now that we're his offsprings we have a brand new way of life this is the new creation life this is the life of god in us now because we've received the lord jesus christ and we're walking out eternity even here now we're walking out this divine life that is the life of faith the life of faith and so last week was talking about the walk of the uh, really it was it was a message that that I had to oh that has really come out of my life in God and I had to so trust for utterance to be able to bring out by the spirit that which is so known within me a manner of life that faith is. And so he gave that capsule of communication under a title, walk in the ease of faith. And, and we could capture it, capture it and, and caption it as well. Walk in the ease of the love of God. Walk in the ease of the word of God. Walk in the ease of the, the lead of the spirit of God. And ultimately we came to walking in the ease of the sufferings of Christ. And we finished off, let's go to the verse we finished off last Sunday and then we'll continue. Today's message is the way of faith. The way of faith. The way of faith. Let's go to Ephesians for a quick moment in Ephesians chapter 5. That chapter in Ephesians 5 talks about being imitators of God as dear, as dear children. Just as a, as a young child imitates the mommy and the daddy, the grandma and the granddad. That which a child beholds, the child lives out. And so God is, is commanding us here that we're to walk in his love. As Christ has so loved us, this is verse 2, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But then verse 6 comes in and says, let no one deceive you with empty words. You see, should we choose to follow empty words, that is deception, will not be imitators of God, although we have spectated the ways of God, although the ways of God were taught to us, although the ways of God were made clear to us through his word. That 
should we choose to listen to empty words, deception? We'll deviate and not be imitators of God. Well, whom are we going to imitate then? The one that we're heeding to. And so it's very important where you place your ear, where you set your gaze, where you take your body, whom you fellowship with. You will be an imitator of that that you fellowship with. And so here, here there is a warning. After he said, imitate God as dear beloved children. For he loved you, walk in the love he loved you by towards others. He died for you and I. Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Disobedience starts through empty words that we hear it to. Through deception that we gave an ear to takes us right into disobedience. And disobedience is not minor in the sight of God. I mean, here Paul says, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. And he's talking to believers here, by the way. He just said to us, imitate God. Don't, and then he's going, so we're going to go, let's continue. Verse 7, therefore do not be partakers with them. Don't partake of the way of the world. Don't heed the empty narrative. That really has a form of religion, but has no power in it. No power to save, no power to heal, no power to lead you out of snare, no power to give you sight, to see him alone, no power to overcome the world that we call faith. Faith is power. Faith is based on a persuasion that comes from the word of God. The way of faith is the way of the word. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, so don't become darkness again. You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. There is a manner, there is a way that we're to walk in. And it is the walk of a child of God, a child of love, a child of His light. Let's skip to, to 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And the lie of darkness, the empty deceit of darkness that is going to bear and produce fruit for you. If you go by the way of the world, darkness speaks to us, you'll prosper. If you do it as the world does it, you'll increase. You'll find favor with your fellow people on earth. But no, we are not to be man pleasers. We are to forsake all. So we follow him alone. And darkness will never bear fruit outside of that fruit that leads to death. Destruction. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And when we read Paul's writing, he's constantly exposing darkness. He's constantly shining the light of the gospel through the preaching of the word to bring forth an exposure of darkness. Because darkness is subtle, it is dimming to our sight, and before we know it, we become so accustomed to darkness that we think we're actually living in light, and no, we've forsaken the way of light, the way of God, the way of His Word. And then we, we looked at verse 15, to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. 
Don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is the way of faith. The only way we get to please him and fulfill his will for us is a walk that is of faith. It is the walk that is marked by us believing the word of God. It is the life of faith that we now have been given in Jesus. So from here, let's go to Galatians. We're building the case of the way of faith. The way of faith is not the way of the world. The way of faith is not the way of religious doctrine. Based on man's interpretation. On thus says the Lord. The way of faith is Jesus himself. The way. The new and living way. Jesus. That is the way of faith. Which is the word made flesh. Galatians 2 is very clear. Galatians 2 is very clear. And here in Galatians 2, we see an exposure of darkness. Here in Galatians 2, we see the boldness of Paul to rebuke an elder, a pillar of the church, Paul. One of the initial twelve, one of the very first ones that followed Jesus. Peter, the one that heard Jesus say to him, follow me, I'll make you a fisher of man. Peter. If we read it 11 for, for context, I'm really going, you know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to verse 20. But in 11, we see here an exposure to darkness. So don't you be telling me we're not to expose darkness even amongst the brethren. Don't you be telling me that we're to go hush, 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 don't judge the brother. Well, by the fruit that they bear, we'll know them. And we said darkness cannot bear any fruit of life. What did Paul say here in Ephesians? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful, unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And so here Paul is living out the message that he is preaching. Now, Galatians 2.11, Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I would stood him to his face because he was to be blamed. I thought we're blameless in the sight of God. Yes, when we walk that circumspect walk of the blood of Christ, when we walk this justification that is by faith alone, when I have no confidence in my flesh, but my sole confidence is that finished work of Christ, that he said, it is finished. And now because of this finished work, I stand before God as just in his sight. Not because I can do anything right, or parade myself in the right manner before man to be approved by man. When Peter had come to Antioch, I would stood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain man came from James, he would eat. James, of course, being one of the disciples, a Hebrew. He would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, James and those that came with him, he withdrew from the Gentiles separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite. Played the hypocrite. Last week's message, I opened up on the ease of this walk of faith. And where did we go? We were in First Peter. We were in Peter. Where Peter tells us, in 1 Peter 2, 1, therefore lay aside, therefore laying aside all malice. See, this is Peter writing. The one that was caught and corrected by Apostle Paul. 
It's a good when you, under the action of the Spirit, bring forth a loving correction to a brother. Here we see in Galatians 2, Peter being caught in hypocrisy. And actually, I hope your finger is still in Galatians 2 because I'm not done there. Back to that verse 13. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away with the hypocrisy. It's contagious sin. It is the leaven that spreads. See, it's not just you having your little fleshy way. What a good reputation among men. Many are spectating your life, your manner of life. And they're becoming imitators of your manner of life. As Paul commands those that he preached to imitate him because he was following Christ. So here, if we flip back to 1 Peter 2, Obviously, Peter received correction, a correction of the Lord that came to his brother Paul, that came in the kingdom much later than Peter did, who was a persecutor to those that were off the way, of the way of Jesus. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, Envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. And we know that Peter had tasted that the Lord is gracious when Jesus forgave him for what? Having denied the Christ three times. The mercy of God towards us. But let us not callous our hearts because of his mercy and refuse this correction that comes through the word of God. That is making us grow up to be able to walk in the way of faith, in the way of the word. And so in, back to Galatians chapter 2, 14. But when I saw that they were not straightforward, not honest, not straightforward, not upright about the truth of the gospel. Can you imagine? By being a hypocrite, you're not honest. You're not straightforward about the truth of the gospel. How much hypocrisy we put up with. Being nice to someone in our little circles, backbiting, gossiping, because of envy, evil speaking, hypocrisy. Put it away today. Put it away today. And as a beloved child, be an imitator of God. And so he corrects Peter. Verse 16 is really what the correction is about. This is what the way of faith is, by the way. It is this justification that comes through that which Christ has done for us. So Paul tells Peter, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, there's nothing you can do right of your own self by following religious rules and regulations. You always have a sense of falling short. But when you have the persuasion of faith, that now that he so loved me, he died when I was a sinner to set me free from the captivity of sin, to make me a child of God, to make me to, make me to stand right before him because of the blood. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus. Even we, Paul is saying, the Jews, the one, Paul, who was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Paul, the one that said where the law was concerned, he was blameless. 
And here we see Paul say to Peter, even we, even you and I, Peter, had to believe on this righteousness that is by faith on the basis of what Jesus Christ has done for you and I. That we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh, no flesh shall be justified. No flesh can glory in the presence of God. But if we seek, verse 17 now, if we're coming right into what I'm, I'm coming into, this way of faith, but all of it is part of it. A clarity of understanding that you are a child of God and that there is a conduct, a manner of life that is to be lived by you and I by faith, which is fully pleasing to God. It is not the way of hypocrisy. It's not by the way of this pretense, cover up, make believe. Or is it fake it till you make it foolishness? No. We partake of no deceit. We don't follow darkness and the empty words of deception. We follow Christ, the way. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgression. That's what Peter was doing. Knowing full well that his sole justification is on the basis of what Jesus has done for him. And now he's trying to build up that old reputation of legalism. Verse 19. For I, through the law, here it is, died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life, this life of faith that the just are living out now, that the justified are living out now, the life which I now live in the flesh, in this mortal body, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by the very faith of the Son of God. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law by me doing the right things, then Christ died in vain. I could never find my way to God. I could never receive mercies on the basis of having checked a box of having done a good job. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. You know, keep your fingers in Galatians here. I just want to look at, you know, put our eyes on John chapter 14. I believe it's verse, yeah, 6. In chapter 14, he talks about preparing a place for us. He is about to depart. And for our, our hearts not to be troubled, the way to believe in God and to believe in him, in the one God sent. Verse 4 says, And where I go, you know, this is it, and the way you know, for where I go, you know, and the way you know. Well, in chapter 10, he talked to them about the good shepherd. In, 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 in verse 10, 14, I'll read. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep 
and I'm known by my own. And that we now follow him, and a stranger will not follow. In verse 7, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Oh, whoever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. If anyone enters by him alone, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find pasture. But the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, to steal, and to kill and to destroy, I've come that it might have life and may have it abundantly, more abundantly. And he's going to give his life for us. And so here we are just a few chapters later. And he's saying to them, where I go, you know in the way you know. Why? Because they're the little bad by sheep to follow him. Isn't that how he called them out from the world? Follow me. Look at this question that Thomas says to him. Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? How can we know this way to travel? How can we know this path? And Jesus said, what does Jesus say? To you and I as well. I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father. Except through me. In John 10, he said, you know, you know me. I'm known by my own. We know his voice. We are his own. I want to look up this word, the way. Where Jesus says, I am the way. It is a way, road. It's who he is to us. The road we travel on. Journey, path, and um, it is the Greek word 3598. And you can look it up. There's a portion here that deals with the metaphorical meaning of this word. According to some scholars here, it is written, according to the familiar figure of speech, especially frequent in Hebrew, and not known to the Greeks, but which an action is spoken of as a proceeding, denotes a course of conduct, a way, manner, manner of thinking, feeling, manner of deciding. And so what I want to bring out today is that we as Christians know the way. Faith is not a mystery to us. To us, it's been known to what? It's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Faith to us is to be like, it's to be, it's to be the most familiar voice, the voice of our good shepherd. The way of faith is no mystery to a believer, a Christian. We don't need to go to another faith seminar. But we do need to pick up the word of God and remind ourselves that he is the way. And next week, I'm going to teach on faith, the truth. And the week after, I'm going to preach on faith, the life. He already told me what I'm going to do the next few weeks. That's a rarity. That's how important this message is to him. The way of faith, the the Paul saw Peter the Apostle deviate from. You see, the way of faith is the way of Jesus because Jesus is the way. It's not the way of man. It is the way of the Spirit. The John 6, I, I'm, I'm, it's okay. You can put these references in your, in your notepad. I'll put a pause when you hear this later on. In John 6, Jesus says that he is the living bread. The way to now eat of him. Well, his word is flesh to us to partake of. He is our manner. He is our seven-day rest. 
He is the one that, that we enter in into those green pastures that we have freedom to move in and out. Abide in the truth of his word. To have a manner of life that is pleasing to him. A manner, a way of life that is of faith. A manner of thought. A manner of decision making. A manner of, 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 of being that is fully him alone leading and having his being in us. In John 6, he says in 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. I am the word he sent to heal you, to restore you, to snatch you out of darkness. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. When we talk about the way of faith, we're talking about an eternal walk here now. What is Christianity? It's not a religion. It is a way of eternity come down. It is an abode in the most supernatural word pronounced to men ever. What is this? The just shall live by faith statement. Liberty to you and I. A life that is eternal, unshackled from the limitation of this decay that's found in the world. Debauchery, empty deceit, vanity chasing after the wind, an accolade of man, vanities, come to naught. He says, the bread that he shall give us is his own flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. 53, most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, this is the way of faith. A partaker of divine nature, a partaker of the word of God, a hearing of faith. Because faith comes through the hearing of the word of God. It is a consuming, a consummation, a partaking, a digestion, a meditation of the word of God. A becoming who we truly are. A new creation. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. You have no life in you. And how those words of life offended many, and many departed in that moment, departed life. To follow carnal understanding of a religious structure. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Now raise him up in the last day. And he continues uh, to talk about his blood and his body. Whoever in end of 58, he who eats this bread will live forever. 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The way of faith is based on living words, on spirit words. The most spiritual experience is this new creation reality that we have in Christ. So many know so little about it. And are chasing demonic experiences to have a spiritual understanding. When all we need 
is all we already have. Jesus. Jesus. Who is the way to us? Back to Galatians we go. Galatians 3, 1. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has mesmerized you? To follow after empty deceit, doctrines of demons, a bewitching. Incantations of the Spirit that are not of the Holy Spirit. The vera gaze sideways. So we'll follow another gospel. The very beginning of Galatians 1, verse 6, he says, I marvel that you're turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. It's a perversion. It's not another gospel. It is a perversion of truth. There's no other gospel. There's only one gospel. The good news of the Lord Jesus Christ who died for you and I so we might live in him forever. The very loved children of God that we now are. Look at verse 8. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed, cut off. Exposure in this hour. Have no fellowship with the works of darkness. That is not the way of faith. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For I do, for do I now persuade man or God? Or do I seek to please man? For if I still please man, I will not be a bondservant of Christ. A bondservant of Christ is not a man pleaser. And he just, he goes into what he was delivered out of. He talks about receiving this revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't come from man, came from God. And so here in chapter 3, the same vein of passion. Who has bewitched you to follow another message of doctrines of man? Follow the way. You know the way. You know him. You know his word. Abide in the truth of his word. And let us not be foolish. Verse 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Like Peter wanted to do? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If indeed it was in vain, therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you the spirit that works in us, that leads us into the tribe of Christ. He who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And talks about Abraham believing and because he believed it was counted for him counted to him for righteousness. And so therefore, verse 17, 7, verse 7, therefore know that only those who are of faith, of the way, only those that are of the way, only those that are of faith are sons of Abraham. Glory be to God. Let's go to Hebrews 10. We read part of it last time. There's a lot more in Galatians I have marked off, but I feel 
Hebrews is in my forefront at this moment. I want to read Hebrews 10, um, 19, 20 there. Um, and then I want to go to 11 and I'll put us in Colossians then. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, faith in the blood. Faith in the blood of Christ. By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. Let us not so soon depart the truth, depart this boldness, depart from this access that we have into him now. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Chapter 11, chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith, the way of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good testimony. So here we find the right of Hebrews tells us that faith is not mysticism, substance. That faith is not wishful thinking, it is evidence. Isn't that who Jesus is? Substance and evidence to us? That's why he said in, in John 14, you know the way, I am the evidence of the Father. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Let's go to from here. Keep in mind what faith is. Colossians. Colossians. Faith. Faith is substance. Faith is reality. Christ is that reality. Colossians 2, we find in verse 17. Actually, let's do 16. Colossians 2.16. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of things to come. But the substance is of Christ. The substance is of Christ. And look right after that, he says, let no one cheat you of your reward. Through that empty deceit. Philosophies, traditions of man, he, he speaks in, in verse 8 of that same chapter. In verse 19. What these deceptions do is they, they, they make us let go of the head who is Christ. Who is the way to the Father? Who is the substance of the things we believe? Evidence of things not seen. Christ. And not holding fast to the head, verse 19. Should we believe in all these wrong things to be cheated from the substance found in Christ alone? It would lead us to not hold fast to the head from whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joint and ligaments, grows with increase that is from God. Grows with increase that is from God. Increase comes from God alone. 
He'll add all these things to you, Matthew says in chapter 6, when you seek him alone. And his way of doing things, his righteousness, which is of faith. So when we talk about faith, keep Jesus always, always before you. The word. And he, we, we see here in Colossians in, in chapter 1, 19, that it pleased the Father that in him, in Jesus, in the way that he said he is, he is the way, he is the way of faith. The substance of faith, the reality of faith, the evidence of faith, that it pleased the Lord that in him all the fullness should dwell. The fullness of God. Chapter 2. Nine, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Of the Godhead bodily, the same in, in end of um, chapter 3, end of verse 11 there. Christ is all and in all. There's only one way we as Christians can walk. That is by faith. By following the one we know. Jesus. By hearing the voice that we know, His voice, the voice of His Spirit. By being conformed to this reality of the new creation that we have become. This is what faith is. It is an illness to Him alone. It is a full submission to his way. It is a pure death to an old way. Reckoning that old man dead. In, in Colossians 2.20 Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, we have died with Christ. Through that baptism. Into his death. So now through his resurrection we might live a new life. If you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world. Why as though living in the world do you subject yourself to the regulations of man? Do not touch. Do not taste. Do not handle. Is what what Peter was rebuked for called hypocrisy, denying the truth of the gospel, which all concern things which perish with using. Vanities, I said earlier. Pretenses. You're not a man pleaser. You live unto God now. <laughs> Concerning things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of man. Verse 23. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom. They have an appearance. Oh, puffed up words full of death that take you the wrong way. That unhook you, untether you from the substance that is only found in Christ. That cheat you of this confidence to enter boldly before him, to abide in his love. A stern word here in the book of Hebrews chapter to stay in Colossians, I'll read it, it. I'm going to read a couple of verses here. Actually, three verses. Hebrews 2, verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. 
We must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. And I think I had looked that word. It's like a boat being untethered from the shore, being taken down. But every wind of doctrine. That sounds good. That makes sense to my little carnal head. Oh, that makes me feel good. Lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect, if we neglect so great a salvation based on the blood of Jesus, based on the flesh that was the veil torn? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. What a stern warning to stay in the path, to stay on this road that is Jesus, the walk of faith that is he himself, that I now live this life, this mortal, this life in this mortal body through the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Narrow, singular. Have a singular eye today to behold him alone. If goes back, go, let's go back to Colossians 2.23. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion. Oh, happy little faces. What did, what did uh, Jesus tell the Pharisees? Whitewashed tombs filled with dead bones, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value, no value against the indulgence of the, indulgences of the flesh. But when you walk in the way of Christ, the way of the Spirit, the way of the Word that gives life, you will, you will, be able to subdue the carnal nature. You will walk in dominion over the old man and be allowed to dominate spiritual places. You will be an overcomer. You will increase by that increase that comes solely from God. You will walk out the walk of faith on earth and give God the glory alone. Glory be to God. We are done. We're done with this message. Thanks for joining me. Amen.